0: Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Battered, bruised, and defeated, the Cincinnati Bengals lose to this almost San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> forty-one to twenty-two in Cincinnati in front of roughly fifty-one thousand fans out of their capacity, sixty-five thousand seat. Stadium. Not a lot went well in this game, but there were some things that went well. I don't think we're going to start by trying to paint this as a moral victory or anything like this. They lost players to injury. That sucks. Joe Burrow has a pinky dislocation he's going to be dealing with on his throwing hand for the foreseeable future. That sucks. They let the game get away from them in a big way. That's awful. 41-22 in a game that... You know, they, they definitely had chances. in.
2: They did. They had chances. It's it's wild because, you know, after uh, the game, Zach Taylor talks and he defined it as sloppy. The Bengals played sloppy. And it's a good way to talk about it because I did. I think they were uh, sloppy Joe were served multiple. And, you know, it just fits that, you know, two of the guys involved were, were named Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow. But Jamar Chase, what the hell are you doing? um Zach Taylor you know he took accountability and he should I and for the life of me I can't understand how you come out of a timeout ahead of a two-point conversion and you get called for delay of game that should be impossible that that should be you you know like I, I was trying to think of the scenario where that would happen and I got it Jake if you and I were playing Madden and the pizza delivery guy showed up and took way too long to give me my change back and i had called a timeout instead of pressing pause just because i hit select instead of start and and okay so i burned a timeout not a big deal that's like the only time that could happen and instead no no pizza and no delivery guy just uh joe burrow as animated and frustrated at the end of that first half and really for most of that second quarter as i've seen him since he became uh quarterback of the cincinnati bengals so it was uh It was a wild day and yet despite all of it, they had the ball in Chargers territory down by two in the fourth quarter. And that's the part that's crazy because they they really did have a chance. And I thought there was a part of me and I didn't say it out loud. I thought, man, that wacky, crazy 38 to to 35. And I forget, what did I say? 37, 34, something like that prediction. I was like, it's going to be around there. And uh, unfortunately, Mixon fumbled, and that ended the game.
1: You're not all wrong, though, with your prediction. You said you thought it would be a crazy game with a lot of turnovers, and it was. And it's just frustrating for the Bengals that they probably come away from this game. At least I come away from this game feeling like they at least forced the turnovers that, that they had. They had a couple nice tackles that, that jarred the football free from Austin Eckler and and they forced those fumbles and they recovered those fumbles and and they took the ball away. Uh a nice play from Awuzie to recover and take the ball away on a jump ball. And so I felt like those were well learned. And and you know, credit the Los Angeles Chargers for for capitalizing on their opportunities, but Jamar Chase turned a touchdown into an interception. Yep. And and, and then prior they scored. To that. And prior to that, yeah, then they score. And then even prior to that, the the, the strip sack that Burrow dislocates his pinky on, bad play for Jonah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe Burrow can get rid of the ball earlier. Maybe. I haven't seen a replay showing downfield yet. But judging from what people that were at the game told me and, and what the announcer said, it like he had a, a deep crosser open. You could oh. also argue that he should have taken a step up. Uh, but, you know, Jonah Williams gets beat. So So here you have... You know, on your first two drives, three of your best offensive players in Jonah Williams, Joe Burroughs, sort of, kind of, and, and Jamar Chase killing you. And, and then you later in the game have Joe Mixon giving up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you should never say those words. You should never say your running back gave up a touchdown. But he did. He, yeah. in the Bengals, at that point in the game using Ben Baldwin's EPA model, DM Arby's DM.com that I often reference for, for box score information and EPA, that model had the Bengals a 60% to win at the point before Joe Mixon. They were almost in field goal
2: range. Yeah. They were almost in field goal range to take the lead. You know, it was that close, you know, and and money's got a big leg, even though he missed that extra point. I, that, that's the crazy part to me. So yeah, you said you should never be able to say the phrase you're running back, you know, Scored for the up other a team touchdown. It gave yeah. up a touchdown. Yeah, you should never be able to say your wide receiver through an interception. Yeah. But that's that's what Jamar. Come on, man. I mean, that dude beat him so bad. Jamar Chase had so much separation that he bobbled that thing up in the air and was still able to make the tackle on the guy because he finally caught up to him. Like, what is I and he had a couple other drops. T had a drop. It was just, it was a sloppy game. And and they still had a shot. And they didn't, they they didn't take advantage. And the worst part about it is, is what you mentioned at the top. So it's not just that you lose and you fall to seven and five and fail to win three straight for the first time since 2015. It, it's in lose to a team that you're competing for a potential wildcard spot with in the AFC. It's that you're banged up. It's that now we're we're on Joe Burrow watch daily this week. It's that we're on Chidobe uh his foot. How's he gonna be? all of these guys, right? Logan Wilson. Oh my gosh. If Logan Wilson is out, you know, like, so it's, and we can get more into that, but that that's the part of it that, that stings even worse is the effects of this game might last much longer than just today.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a whole segment we can talk about injuries. I want to rip Sean Hockley and his crew, not for necessarily any calls oh. or miscalls, although yeah. probably some of that too, but they, they did a terrible job. And I apologize. I, I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> Calling a touchdown on an interception. I mean, and that's like the least of his issues in this game. We're going to come back to that because, you know, not necessarily the most important thing, but I do think that the officials have some culpability in Cheeto's injury. Anyway, I'll circle back to that a little bit later. The other thing that we need to talk about in terms of just things that went wrong, and we'll get to the defense. The defense was very Jekyll and Hyde in this game. Yeah. And I think we'll come back to this as well, but they had a stretch where they were like kind of up and down. They had a stretch where they were dominant. Then they had a stretch where they had nothing left and they were too depleted maybe with injuries and ran out of gas or, or something. We'll come back to the defense. But the other thing on the offense we need to talk about is the absence of Trey Hopkins and, and, and uh Riley reef was felt in a, in a significant way, even though, the Chargers lost Joey Bosa in the first quarter of this game to a concussion, a head injury, they called it. It was it was Uche Nwosu and Chris Rumpf and a bunch of guys that should not be giving you problems that when the Bengals had to drop back pass late in the game after Joe Mixon's fumble when they were desperate, this is a, a repeated flaw with this team at this point where when they need to pass and they are in pure we need two scores to catch up. They they have no chance because they can't mm-hmm. pass block no matter who's in there. But today in particular, uh, I, I think missing Hopkins led to some bad snaps at times. Uh, Hill had two penalties, blew up a run play once. Yep. And uh, I, I think doesn't have the chemistry with the guards on either side of him. Isaiah Prince had a bad penalty at a bad time. And, and it's just a lot to overcome, but on top of that, they, they need to figure out the protection stuff. And, you know, we, we talked all week about game script, James, and all of these factors, the offensive line penalties early, the, the strip sack early on, on what should have been a shot play, an explosive play, the, the interception that turns a touchdown into an interception. The game script is, is just totally upended at that point. And right when the Bengals almost got it back and Joe Mixon starting to run the ball, averaged 2.8 yards per carry, by the way, yeah, he fumbled. And, and the game's over. And so mm-hmm. it, it got away from them in a lot of ways. I came away from the game thinking they beat themselves in a lot of ways. The Chargers certainly took advantage of their opportunities. But, you you know, you have those kinds of giveaways from your best players. And that's a significant uphill battle. We'll come back and continue to talk about the game. You got defense. I want to complain about Hockley and the refs. We've got injuries that circle back to coming up next.
2: During halftime, when you were probably venting, maybe you wanted to, to flip channels or maybe watch one of your on-demand favorites or I don't know, switch it to uh, Locked on Bengals on YouTube. Regardless, it's much easier when you have one device that does everything for you and you can Get everything together, your on-demand favorites, your live sporting events, everything together with DirecTV Stream. You've heard us talk about them. They bring your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before, so you don't have to juggle remotes. You don't have to uh, use multiple devices to watch what you want, when you want. You can do it all with one thing, DirecTV Stream. So check them out right now, directtv.com. They're gonna help you get rid of the clutter and the confusion. And it's going to be so much easier with TV Stream. So DirecTV.com. That's DirectTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild. Or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: James, let's maybe go defense next, and we'll wrap up with injuries and and maybe I'll rant a little bit. We can both rant about Sean Hockley. I mean, you were there in person. You had to endure those delays in the stadium. But let's go defense because – (laughs) yeah. <laughs> the defense early in this game was put in some, some obviously very rough situations. Uh, the, the Chargers start with the ball, and the special teams let up right away. And you think about the players that they're missing in this game. Darius Phillips, Chris Evans, two guys that are starters on the kickoff coverage unit. Evans earning that role more recently. He's been doing it for four weeks. Both of those guys out. The very first play of the game is a 48-yard kickoff return from the end zone to set the Chargers up at the 45. So immediately the defense is, is on their back foot and credit the chargers. They had a nice scripted drive. Like the the Bengals. Yes. They, they get the Chargers into a third and nine and two of the most impressive throws from Justin Herbert in this game. In my opinion, James were on third downs, fourth downs on this drive, the third and nine, he rolls left. he, He fires an absolute seed, like a 60 mile per hour pass. Somehow that gets to, to Keenan Allen on third down for a 10-yard game first down. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. like the Bengals are in bad position on that play, but that's where our, Herbert's arm strength shows up. And then on fourth down, Bengals have another opportunity to get off the field. Fourth and goal from the four.
0: yeah.
1: And, and Herbert, again, Logan Wilson's right there. And he just can't react quickly enough because there's so much speed on the ball. And Keenan Allen, to his credit, can catch fastballs. Then the Bengals fumble. The The Chargers... Credit the defense, only game four yards, settle for a field goal. Then there's an interception. Then the defense kind of buckles. Then the Bengals punt, and then the defense, to their credit, forces their own punt. But but early, let's see, what do we have here? Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, punt, touchdown on the on the Chargers' first four or five drives. Yes. So, so they had some struggles early, and it wasn't all their fault. They were in bad situations, but th- they couldn't hold up early. Then they made the, the adjustment, started getting takeaways, started getting pressure, but a very up and down game for this defense. And and then they lost guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be the thing that we watch going forward. Uh, uh, Logan Wilson goes off on a cart. Their best corner, Cheeto Wuzier, is, is injured after an interception return, had an injured foot, didn't make it back. Sounded like he was trying to get back into the game. So hopefully not so severe there, but Really up and down game for this defense. At moments, they look dominant. At other moments, they looked very dominated.
2: Yeah, you're right. In from the jump, right? The get go, the Chargers receive it, they go down. And it was the Mike Williams show early. I mean, this dude was just high pointing the ball, going up and being really physical. And uh, he had a catch over Mike Hilton, had a catch over uh, Cheeto. And it was like, all right, this is going to be a high scoring game. This is going to be one of those games. And it's, uh, the good news is, and I, maybe part of this is because they what they lost, so I'm feeling better about it, but it felt like you, you said it too. They adjusted. They started to have more success. They were getting more pressure. Then they start to force some turnovers, and despite losing guys, they played better as the game went on when the pressure – I, I literally, pressure on them was, "Hey, if we give up a score here, we're probably not getting back in this game. Our quarterback's hurt. Scoring's going to be potentially limited, uh, even though it wasn't at times." And uh, and, and they buck- buckled up, or or fixed it, or whatever you want to say, and, and and started to play tougher. That being said, there were still so many times where they just got lost downfield. Jesse Bates just doesn't know where the ball is with uh was it Guyton I believe that caught that touchdown and and I had a perfect vantage point Bates is on like the five yard line and has no idea where the ball is I mean it's like this and and Guyton just and it's a great throw by Herbert but you know Bates uh you, you know was unable to, to to make a play on it and that's the type of play that I want him to make by the way he I got- get it.
1: He got spun around. He ended up singled up on Guyton. Guyton gives him a little fake inside. Bates turns inside, has to do a full speed turn. He's five yards behind Guyton. And and the only reason that there's DPI and that he can make a play on the ball is because it's a 66-yard throw from where Herbert is on the field to where Guyton ends up catching the ball. So that lets Bates get back into the play. And he never finds the ball in the air, to your point. could have been an interception.
2: That's Instead, what I'm saying. People yeah. are
1: praising Justin Herbert for the throw, which to me it's an impossible throw to actually lead the guy because it's a little bit late I and mean, it's so far, but instead of like, Oh, Jesse Bates, just, just, you know, penalized Justin Herbert for throwing a hail Mary. It's, it's a touchdown and a DPI to boot because yeah, Bates was in a spin cycle. And to your point, he couldn't find the guy in the air.
2: Yeah. And that's the, the thing. The so the, like, those are the type of plays where it's like, man, Make it, <laughs> make it. I, I get it. It's hard to be singled up on him. It's hard to be singled up on Jared cook. And I know they asked him to do that at times. Like it's tough. Like on a third down and cook had a reception, like it's hard, but you're supposed to be the, de- so, so that was the, the problem, especially with, with the game going the way it was, but overall, like the defense adjusted. I think Lou Anarumo did a good job. And yeah, it says 41 on the board. It's not 41. Like the, the defense gave up now, obviously uh, the seven that went the other way with Mixon's fumble, but even a couple of the other ones were, uh, you know, tough situations like the field goal, right? They they give up the field goal uh, after the, the strip sack. That's a win for the defense, but it's still three points on the board and uh, 17 total points off turnovers is what the Chargers scored. So it's uh, overall, you're right. Mixed bag from the defense. Um, Trey Hendrickson extended his sack streak for what it's worth the league or not a league record. Sheesh, a Bengals record, eight games with the sack. So good for him. But, uh, yeah, not, not many bright spots when you consider everything that happened injury wise too, because it's one thing to put together a decent half with backups and guys like that, and trying to hold down the fort and get it, you know, disguise things and make things work. It's a whole nother thing. If you have to go against San Francisco next week, with uh, without Cheeto wouzier and uh without Logan Wilson. And and it's a good thing
1: that Vernon Hargraves got his first game day active today and, and was the replacement for Cheeto. It wasn't uh it wasn't the guy from Seattle, Flowers. Trey Flowers.
0: It wasn't,
1: it wasn't Trey Flowers that took over on the other outside corner, it was Hargraves, and Hargraves was in on a turnover play. So what we should credit the defense for is, is those middle drives, right? So They give up some some relatively short touchdown drives where the Bengals had bad punts or after turnovers or things like this, but then they go fumble, interception, fumble, punt, punt. Five straight possessions where they either get a turnover or they get a a six-play negative one-yard drive punt, three-play negative three-yard drive punt. And this is when the Bengals are starting to come back. So they, they have this stretch in the middle of the game where if it's not a fumble touchdown that Joe Mixon and the Bengals unfortunately give up followed by a negative 10 yard play and a punt because at this point they're drop back passing and having issues in protection, you know, then we're probably talking Bengals win because like I said, they, they were putting themselves back in the driver's seat. They were finding their way in the running game. They were, they were mm-hmm. ready to go take a lead and, and they don't. And so it again, for me is like, yeah, you see the 41 on the board how much of that is really on the defense? Maybe 24, maybe 27. And, and then you think about the Bengals opportunities and how different this game could have been. How different is this game if if Burrow throws the ball instead of getting stripped on the first drive of the game and, and completes a deep crosser to Jamar Chase? How different is the game if Jamar Chase just catches the ball? Even if they get yeah. a field goal, even if he doesn't house it, which he's going I to. I think he
2: does house it. Yeah, I think he houses the yeah. out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, e- even if he doesn't, and, and they only get three out of those two plays. That's plus six for the Bengals, minus 10 for the Chargers. And and then the entire game goes differently, and and the entire game script changes. But because of what happens at the beginning of this game, it reminds me a little bit of the Dallas game last year, right? Not that this is a game, uh, you know, this is after Burrow's injury, but you fumble, they give the ball away on their first three drives that game. And, And, you know, out of their last four games now, James, their first drive has ended in a turnover three out of those four games. They they have one touchdown to show for opening drives and three turnovers. And man, you're making it hard on yourself when you do that. Let's, let's finish up with the injury outlook there. There is some good news here. Some of the guys came back. We've talked about some of the others and, and then I'm going to rant about Sean Hockley uh, at some point here. So let's finish up
2: there. Well, the good news is, is that belt bars, win, lose, or draw are here for you. And I know it's the holiday season and, you want to dive into what you know, holiday cookies or Christmas cookies or you know, whatever it is. There's a lot of unhealthy stuff out there. What, what if I told you that you could have a chocolate bar that is a protein bar and is healthy and has healthy macros and is going to help you, uh, you know, get a little fitter this holiday season? Well, you can do that right now with Built Bar. I have a Built Bar every single day. I already had one today. It might be a two Built Bar day uh, because. The, the beauty of Built Bars, they help you recover from whatever it is, your workouts, your midday laws, whatever it is. And they come in a bunch of different delicious flavors, whether it's double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. So you need to check them out right now because they're high in, ma- or high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. Check them out at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com.
1: This episode of Locked on Bengals is also brought to you by betonline.ag. They have you covered for all of your props, odds, and lines. They've got more than they've ever had before as football season and hopefully the Bengals continue their march to the playoffs or in the Bengals' case, bounce back in their quest to find one of those AFC playoff spots. BetOnline remains your number one spot for any sport you're interested in, whether it's the NBA, whether it's college basketball, the college football playoff, featuring the Cincinnati Bearcats or the NFL the rest of the way their new updated updated website has everything you need to make any bet you could ever imagine go sign up today you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on again that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports All right, James. So the the quick injury recap before we complain about Sean Hockley, I guess. Uh, Logan Wilson out for indeterminate amount of time, I would say. Carded off. No comment from Coach Taylor after the game was quickly declared out. Cheeto Abuzia, the other one that's quite concerning to me, had the foot injury, went from questionable coming out of the half to doubtful to return and and obviously did not return. Mm -hmm. He had to be carried off the field. And, and maybe that was just the quickest way to, to get him to the tent. They they Probably carried not. Cheeto off the field. Those two guys are important to this Bengals defense. And the, the good news, I guess, on the other side, is Joe Burrow was able to finish the game. He seems very confident. He's not going to miss time. He thinks that the pinky dislocated and, and popped back in on its own and then started swelling up. I imagine they gave him some sort of injection at halftime. That allowed him to finish the game without a ton of pain, but the swelling was obvious. So that seems like it's going to be a, a pain management and functionality management situation. But sounds like he's going to avoid missing time, which you know, if he's missing time, put a nail in the season. I would say if it's if it if it's more than even a week, uh, Joe Mixon returns to the game. He said he had a neck injury, so seems he will be okay. And Samaj P. Ryan, who got rolled up on earlier in the game, looked like he might have sustained a knee injury of some sort, came back and was able to finish the game. So those are some pluses, but some concerns. Marcus Bailey also left. That's why Logan Wilson was playing special teams. I yeah. believe he he took Marcus Bailey's spot uh, for, for that position on punt coverage, and then he got hurt. So you're down to Joe Bacci, Jermaine Pratt, and uh, the free agent they signed whose name I forget. Johnston Clay Johnston at linebacker mm-hmm. now and and at corner you're, you're now down your your top two outside corners depending on Cheeto status so those things are, are quite concerning looking ahead to some of the offenses they play because it doesn't get a whole lot easier than than what they saw today
2: no it, it doesn't um especially next week I mean the 49ers are going to want to pound the ball and and really test that front seven that's what they do and But we know how they, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes to run the ball, and so we'll see there. We have plenty of time to talk about that. I'm a little more concerned about Joe Burrow than he's letting on. Uh, I, I think it depends on how that pinky responds. I watched him try to, so he he was doing everything he could to stay in the game. So I don't know how much they showed on the broadcast. Did they show a lot of this on the broadcast or?
1: Yeah. So you could see them trying, you know, different tapes and gloves and him grimacing in pain on the sideline. And, you know, he seemed to be in the the least amount of his hands. That, that seemed to happen once. Yeah. They, they showed that. It seemed like he was in the least amount of discomfort with no glove. And in the second half, it didn't seem like he was in a ton of pain compared to what they showed going into halftime. That seemed to be when he was in the most pain.
2: Yeah. So which makes sense if they injected him with something, which I'm sure they did, like you said. Um, That being said, yeah, like what if it swells up more? Like what if uh, from all the hits he took, 11 quarterback hits, not including the ones where he ran and got hit, uh, six sacks, like uh, who knows? So like that's the tough part is it's real easy to say, oh, I I think I'm good. Like T, he said that uh, he's like, it's my ankle, nothing ice won't fix. It's going to be okay because I asked him because he came back in, but he was never he never looked like T and uh, was always limping after the play. And uh, he's like, oh, nothing nice, won't fix. Well, sometimes that's what young players say when they think that that, you know, it's going to go a certain way, but it might not. And so that's the thing that we're going to have to be on watch for. How does Joe Burrow when he comes back? By the time you're listening to this, honestly, a lot of Bengals fans, it's probably Monday morning when he's at Paul Brown Stadium on Monday morning. How is it? You know, is he able to grip a ball all the way? Does he have the the pinky, uh, the strength in the pinky? Has the swelling gone down? Maybe, you know, it, it might be the other way where it, it does heal you. It's back in place and, and it's starting to already heal. And because he was a fast healer, we know that. he's it has been talked about a lot when he's dealt with injuries in, in his past. So we'll see, but uh, you're right. Like they need him. <laughs> They're not beating the 49ers with Brandon Allen. Sorry, not happening. You, you'll see 11 in the box. It'd be 11 in the box. And that <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and so that, that's the part of it. And so hopefully he's okay. Now that being said, once we get more on Logan Wilson, once we hear more on Chidobe will we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Um, but the Wilson one, they're already so damn thin at linebacker. Like at least at corner, they did go out and get Hargraves and they did go out and get Trey Flowers and Darius Phillips, who was an inactive uh, today. And I don't necessarily think that was injury related. We'll see. Uh, I, I, got lost into the, the post-game press conference because there's actual game to talk about, but I'll probably ask Zach on Monday, but there's, uh, there's at least some kind of depth there's bodies. At least there aren't even bodies at linebacker. And that's the part that's scary. Are you going to go out into free agency? Maybe we'll uh, we'll have to take a look at that depending on what uh, Logan Wilson is, um, what his prognosis is.
1: Yeah. They'll probably have to go get a guy off a practice squad or something just, just to field enough bodies in that room. They currently have three healthy linebackers on the roster, pe- pending Logan Wilson. You know, obviously hope for the best there. So, playoff odds take a big hit. We, we talked about how important this game was. We'll talk more about the playoff implications tomorrow. We'll, we'll look ahead to the next couple of games, and, and they're going to have to win. San Francisco, by the way, uh, could very well be a likely NFC playoff team. They could be one of. They could be become one of the, uh, one of the few NFC teams. that looks like they can string together wins because the NFC has been such a top heavy conference this year. Currently, as we record, leading Seattle at halftime, twenty three to twenty one, and, and then Denver, also in the thick of this muddled AFC middle. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, but Sean Hockley, man like I have a number of issues with him in this game and and I'm not here to complain about calls. It's it took him five minutes to, it felt like pick up a flag. It took him another five minutes to, to decide, Oh wait, no, you can't challenge that. And the, the crew's inability to blow the whistle when Cheeto was obviously down by contact leads to the play continuing and Cheeto getting hurt. And I, I know that's maybe like a little bit much blaming refs for an injury, but like, come on, just like do your job. Don't hog airtime. Like your dad, don't make it an ump show. Like we see all too often in baseball, just be efficient, get in and out of your calls and move on with your life. And, and, and don't let plays get extended when the, you know, they're very obviously dead. I think I even heard a whistle on that play. And they just didn't blow the whistle again to reinforce it. No, this play is dead, guys. You can stop running. And anyway, that's that's my rant about
2: Hockley. The rolling on the field is a touchdown. Wait, what, Bell? Oh, interception. It's an interception. Thanks. What the? F- I, I agree with you. And then the challenge situation was wild. False start. <laughs> and then the so he calls it, he goes through the whole call. Yeah. then well, the side judge or whoever comes up to oh no, I, I actually uh actually they challenged it and then five minutes goes by. We can't challenge this because of whatever it was a dead ball or whatever it was. can't challenge it. Um, but the challenge flag came down before the fall starts. So and now the fall start doesn't dude, that took way too long. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It was ridiculous. It gave me a little more time to write at times, like in the fourth quarter when it, when he was a uh, a doofus there. And, and I I knew the game was then over because they were still like even after the mix and fumble, they were still around. I just think the offense had, you know, all the air was let out of the balloon and that was it. But uh, yeah, what a uh, what a bleep show sloppy. Maybe that was part of what Zach Taylor was talking about with the sloppiness, the, the officials yeah. as well. Pretty pretty rough game to
1: watch. The injuries made it less fun. The way they lost made it very very unfun. I, I think for for me personally, I imagine a lot of you feel the same way. And hopefully, things turn around. They, they've got to, as Joe Mixon said, get on to the next one. And they got to start winning games because if they Should don't,
2: the show.
1: this uh, this playoff hopes that they had. Will 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 quickly start to start to evaporate. So they've got to win some games here in the next couple of weeks, or the the tenor of this show, which has been ready to talk playoffs for a couple of weeks now, is is going to change. And hopefully they finish the season the way they started it. They started the season five and two. Since then they are three and three and three and four, something like that. Anyway, that
2: that math doesn't check out. Five and two. No, they're they're two and two and three since then. Two and three since then. They lost I two, was... one, two, lost one. By the uh, way, speaking of runs, just how about that? 24, nothing, 24, 20, a run of 24, a run of 22, a run of 17.
1: Man. The Bengals could have finished their run today and could have won this game. I, I, I would like to see these teams play again. I, I actually playoffs? like the matchup for the Bengals after watching what I saw today if things don't get so. Crazy and out of hand. But at the same time, James, you saw crazy and out of hand coming. So game script, game script, game script didn't go their way. They fall to seven and five. They're now three and three at home. Hopefully more fans can get in the stands for the end of the season. And hopefully they start winning some games. But that's going to do it. Until next time, Bengals fans will be back tomorrow. We'll look at the playoff picture. We'll see how things have reset after the rest of the NFL finishes their games on Sunday.